0: Hey, hey, what is up, y'all? It is Heather Christine with The Uncensored Woman. Happy, happy Friday. Happy Easter weekend, by the way, if you celebrate that. And I guess to go along with the whole intro, happy week. <laughs> um, I hope you all had a fabulous week, as you all can tell. I am feeling much better, thank God, just in time for Easter weekend. Um actually my I, I know that I've spoken openly with you all about my panic attacks and my relentless anxiety and so my doctor ended up prescribing me because of course I I want to steer clear of like uh, benzodiazepines or anything um, as far as the anxiety medication goes. <clears throat> and if you don't know what a benzodiazepine is, it's like Xanax or Klonopin um, or something like that. I, I don't want anything to do with that. Uh, I did, I took Xanax when I was in my teenage years and I i never stayed on it like i I think i took a few and i was like i don't like the way this makes me feel and it was like the lowest dose possible it was a 0.25 and i have medication induced anxiety so if you all don't know what that is it's just when you take certain medications it increases your anxiety makes you have a panic attack and that's exactly what it did also, it made me very um, lethargic and mean, and I just didn't like it. And, and like I said, it was like the lowest dose ever. But um, so my doctor called me in um, hydroxyzine for, for that's basically uh, like an um, antihistamine and. It, you take it right when the panic attack is happening to calm down and i can take it up to three times a day but really it's it's, it's just for me to take at night time to help me sleep and then i was put on another medication to take daily and it's supposed to help with anxiety in the long run by lowering your serotonin levels in your brain And if you didn't know what the serotonin levels are in your brain, it's, it helps the way that you process emotions. So people with panic attack disorders or anxiety, they typically over process emotions, they don't process them right. um, And that's what causes anxiety. Um, and so it just kind of lowers that a little bit to hopefully help you get better in the long run. And it's called Busperen or something like that. I don't know. I don't know how you say it, but so fingers crossed that works. Um Yeah, so I don't know, but I'm gonna take a quick break and then we will be back to talk about Easter and church and all that good stuff all right before we do that though please download the uncensored woman on whatever platform you're listening to me on and if you have itunes please give the uncensored woman a review i always appreciate that as well as i appreciate my day ones my little listeners you all make the uncensored woman what it is and without you guys this show would be nothing i also love getting new listeners so if you're new welcome to the fam always appreciate every one of you all and um, i hope you all enjoy today's episode Okay, so on a lighter subject before we go into like the icky mega churches and stuff like that, I did for a second want to talk about something so funny because people found it so random on the latest like bonus clip that I uploaded about what was going on with me if you I only kept it up for a week so if you didn't hear it and you don't know what I'm talking about like it was I was basically going through a hard time but in the middle of it I said that on the side I was doing like gig work like on apps such as Instacart DoorDash Uber no not the rideshare Uber Uber Eats <laughs> I'm not letting any Weirdos possibly in my car. I don't trust that. For those that don't know, probably most of you all, my aunt was brutally raped back in the late 90s, and almost killed. In fact, they were about to dump her body in the river when they were caught. They had her bound and tied in the trunk. And after that is... This is the aunt, by the way, that passed away a couple years ago from a um, fentanyl overdose. She did heroin. Didn't know it was laced with fentanyl. Killed her. And uh, she, But she didn't have any problems up until this rape. And I'm not making excuses for her. What I am saying, though... God, I didn't even mean to touch on this, but I I guess maybe I'm supposed to. What I am saying, though, is that you can't just go through something that traumatic and not face the most violent PTSD, probably. And I think, consequently, that's what led to her major addiction with pain pills. Now, later in her life, she did also not only did she have a problem with pain pills, and um, she had only did heroin a couple of times, but not only did she have a problem with these things, but she also had a problem later in life with alcohol as well. And she would also take like benzodiazepines when she could find them. And anybody that knows anything about any of it knows that that in itself is lethal to mix. I mean, you're asking to die. And, um, but I totally see why she did take that road. Now, it was not fair to her children. It was not fair to the family. It wasn't fair to Laura, her. And yes, I am allowed to say her name. I've spoken about her before. Um, her daughter my cousin Rachel um, is okay with me being a voice for her mother and an advocate and um, you know she wanted her mom more than anything just to get off everything and love her the way that she deserved to be loved and unfortunately that never happened and in, in fact Rachel has been through such a tough time she lost her mom and I, I think it, I don't even think it was a month later maybe and she lost her dad too and she was actually I think closer to her dad um, but Laura had three kids um Rachel and then two boys who I won't name and she lost a relationship with um, with them all. Rachel did try more than she ever had to. And and Rachel, I know you sometimes listen to this. If you're listening to this, I, I just want you to know how much I respect you, how much I love you, and um, I I hope you never blame yourself. You were a phenomenal daughter. You have been a phenomenal mother to your own daughter, and you broke generational curses, and I know that your mom is so proud of you and your dad, and I hope that you are proud of yourself. You are a beautiful, courageous, strong woman, and most wouldn't be able to get through what you have gotten through and you have did it and you still continue to kick ass. And I'm always so proud of you. Um, but yeah, so, so Rachel tried and then really the only relationship that she had with, um, her youngest son before she passed was using with him. And unfortunately, in families where parents are users, like heavy users, unfortunately, sometimes that does happen. Um, So it's terrible. But yeah, she suffered a lot because of that rape. And I, I just wish that she would have gotten more professional help, but it was never easy for her because she was also in an abusive marriage. I'm talking about this guy was a complete psycho. I remember staying the night at my mama's after they divorced, and this guy would come to my mama and Papaw's house and drive through their fucking yard at night. Like, he is a lunatic, um to to say the very least. So... But because I seen all that, and I witnessed all that, and actually Rachel and Laura lived with us for a while uh, when I was growing up, Um, but because I witnessed all that, I just, I don't trust letting strangers into my car. I'm a small woman. I'm only five foot two. I do need to lose some weight, (laughs) but beyond that, I'm a small woman. I don't trust uh, letting people into my car. Um, but the reason I got on this subject is because people are asking like, how I got into that, like it was just random. And actually, you know, I, if y'all didn't know, I've recorded videos to YouTube, I love the platform, I needed to get back on the platform. But I also consume like I'm a consumer of YouTube, there's a lot of stuff I like. And one day randomly, there was a YouTuber recommended to me. I think his YouTube name is called Gig Life or something like that. I don't know, but he had it was recommended to me his video about like Instacart. I was like, "What is this?" So, of course, I would heard of DoorDash before because my um, or or the guy that I was talking to Brian he did DoorDash from time to time for extra money and so I'd heard of DoorDash and Uber Eats but I never heard of Instacart and so I went to this guy's video just I don't know the that's why thumbnails are so important because it completely intrigued me just that thumbnail alone and um Anyways, I watched the video and I seen how much money he was making. Now, granted, the amount of money you make depends on the market that you're in, as in like the city and the area that you're in. And I mean, he does he doesn't just do one app full time, but he doesn't even have a normal job anymore. What he does is he multi apps. So when one app slows down, he does the other. And he makes between anywhere between um a thousand to fifteen hundred a week, working like five days a week. And sometimes he doesn't even work the full hours that you would at a normal job, which is eight hours a day, forty hours a week. So I was like, hmm, I wonder what that's all about. And so I signed up for Instacart which by the way, at the end of this episode, I do have a referral code. If you want, if you would like to try out Instacart, there's no harm in it. You can use my referral code. It will be in the show notes. Um, but yeah, it's basically you just get in orders and unlike DoorDash or Uber eats, you go into grocery stores and grocery shop for people and, um, They call them batches and you can make pretty good money doing it. Um, I've enjoyed it so far and you can either let them deposit your money once a week or you can cash out like several times a day if you wanted to after every order. It's totally up to you Um, and then I'll also put my Uber Eats referral code down below too. Uh, I say down below, like I'm in in a video, not down below. (laughs) In my show notes, maybe it is down below. Um, I don't know. But regardless, it'll be Instacart and Uber Eats referral code will be in my show notes. So if you all want to check it out, and so Uber Eats is basically what it sounds like, Um, you turn on the app, you if somebody um, orders food, they dispatch it to you, you can see the amount and the miles and stuff, and you can choose whether you want to accept it or decline. DoorDash has to be running a promotion in order for them to give you a referral code. So right now I don't have a referral code for DoorDash, but DoorDash is basically the same thing as Uber Eats you're going into restaurants or going through the drive through and you're picking up customer orders and then you are delivering the food and also I have seen on DoorDash a couple of times they do sometimes have they work with Walgreens and Walmart so you, for DoorDash you could also go in source too to get a couple of things for customers super easy money and if you multi-app you'll hardly have a free moment. And so you know, you can just make money like crazy. And it is nice, especially for side money. And it's easy. It's so easy. If you have a car. um, And you want to do it, just sign up. Um I don't think DoorDash or Instacart asked for proof of insurance. I- I'm pretty sure that they didn't. However, I think I did have to put it in for Uber Eats and you all like I am getting so addicted to like this gig app work like um, I have also signed up for Spark to be a Spark driver, which I think they're primarily contracted through Walmart and they do Walmart deliveries. And I signed up for um, Shipped which I think they do a lot of stuff for Target. Also, I am going to be the link here and tell you there's also an app called User Testing. You can uh, download it from your app store, whether you're on an Android or an Apple phone. And it's um, typed out just how it's spelled just how it sounds, User Testing, U S E R T E S T I N G, and the app is blue and has a big U in the middle. And literally, you just go in there and you put in your information and you sign up for it. And there are some tests that you don't have to qualify for, as in, like, when I say qualify when you put in your information, they'll send you like different um, things like tests to take dependent on if you're a female and what age group you're in and what you know, um, industry you work in and all that other stuff. And then other times, they just have like freebies. Um, so you can be whoever and take it and it's not like an educational test. It's like, companies and marketing teams seeing how you like certain websites and you give your feedback easy breezy every single one you take you get ten dollars directly deposited into your account guys you can do it from your house you don't have to move a muscle easy 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 money I will name all of these apps in my show notes but I just wanted to hook y'all up because somebody gave me all the information and hooked me up. And your girl has four kids. I am a single mom. It's always nice when I know that I can make extra money. So yeah, I just thought that I would let you guys know all about that and uh, why I was doing it and how I found out about it. And it's nice. Um, I'm making a lot of money. I'll just say that like, I just finally, I it just feels like really good, because I feel like every single year for the past couple of years, I've just been leveling up a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. I mean, when it comes to everything, financially, um, house wise, friend wise, um, just everything, which by the way, shout out, to my badass friends, dude. I don't know what I would do without them. The group of girls I have surrounded me at this point, my god, they got me through the past couple of weeks. Like, I could be texting at three o'clock in the morning and they would be right there. And I'm just so thankful because I I wouldn't have made it through without that support. They don't care to listen to me bitch about stuff or cry about stuff. And it's just so nice to have that support surrounding you. And, um, I'm so thankful. Um, So yeah, you ladies know who you are. Thank you. I love you from the bottom of my heart. I have like the best girlfriends a woman could ever ask for. And um, I I just feel very, very thankful for that. Um, You know, I, I am going through some struggles right now. I haven't tried to hide that. And I'm really trying to push through. Um, even though I'm definitely feeling better today than I was, I, I believe Monday when I uploaded that little temporary bonus clip, I'm still struggling and working through stuff every day. I mean, we still have so much going on with my daughter too, and it, it's just been one thing after another. And so, you know, every bit of support I get helps and every single day that I feel okay, I don't take advantage of it because I know how bad some of the days have been, and how scary some of the days have been, and how long some of the days have been. And so you know, when I have a good day, I'm I'm just very thankful for that as well. On to the final subject of today's episode, because I told you all, I was going to talk about it. And that is my turn from religion and these mega churches that you see everywhere today. And I'm going to make this actually a two part series because I want to go in depth next week. Next Friday, I want to go in depth, but I didn't want to make it too dark today because it is Easter weekend. And so I, I do at least want to touch on it today. And then we can, um, we can dive into like the deep, deep details next Friday. But I, a little, a little history on me is I grew up in church. Um, I grew up in a Pentecostal church and I was one of those kids. Like I was in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. I I was always in church. Um, My mama always watched TBN. My grandma watched TBN. I traveled to see different preachers like Damon Thompson, Rob Parsley, if you're a part of the Christian world, you'll know what I'm talking about. I've even went and toured TBN Studios, which is a Christian network with my mamaw. And so, you know, I was always highly involved in these things. And I I just want to make it clear, I am still a believer in Christ. My faith is as deep as ever now. I'm just not in to the hypocrisy of the church and um the the way things are going, I, I think. I, I just I don't like it and um you know it it, it turns people into people that you don't even know. And I really started getting turned off at a younger age, um, when I had my first son out of wedlock and some of my religious family members were like, it's a sin. And, you know, like I just went off. I'm like, that's my child. You were not calling my child a mistake and stuff because I was out of wedlock or now my twin's a mistake because it was out of wedlock. Like, you're not talking to me like that. And, you know, you may not curse and you may have had your kids in a marriage, but you have an ugly heart. Okay. And so I started seeing things from that perspective, like early on in my 20s. And then my sister got a divorce. um, And I've talked about this a lot um in this podcast but she got a divorce like five years ago from her first husband and ended up with this other guy and I have a whole story time on me and my sister's relationship um it's called dear sister son the family scapegoat I think that's what it's called but it's somewhere along those lines and if you all see the episode you'll notice it go listen to it if you want to know more on that but she got with this guy and she got hyper religious again. But the thing was, she became this person I didn't know for a while. Like, you know, they were constantly making fun of people. Um it it seemed like she was looking down on me all the time what she was. I mean, she talked a lot about me and you have to understand how hurtful this was because my sister and I were thick as thieves, like we were close. Like she was my best friend and as far as I was concerned, I was hers. And I never thought she would talk about me. You know, it's one thing if you fight and you know like you um get into arguments and all that other stuff and you just call each other a bitch and fuck you and all this other shit. You know, uh, people do that when they're mad at each other, but when you start like bringing up stuff about people like um stuff about their life like oh, she's a single mom with four kids. I'll never end up like her with three baby daddies and oh, she's had this problem in the past and that problem in the past and oh, she did that. I don't I don't e- assume as somebody brings up stuff like that, I don't never trust them again. And then next, you are supposed to be a representative of Jesus. No one is going to follow Jesus, if that is the way you are speaking. And unfortunately, a lot of people in the church are like this, the hypocrisy runs thick. And it is because We have a culture of preachers that are not there to preach the gospel. They are there to hopefully build a megachurch for themselves to become rich. So their congregation is worshiping them and not Christ. And it's a problem because as most people know, churches are not taxed. Okay, and so you have all these snooty people going into church and all these judgmental people going into church and they're judging everybody and their mom outside of church. But they're showing up on Sundays thinking they're the best of the best. The preacher is walking in and instead of preaching the gospel, they're talking about themselves most of the time because God forbid they chase anyone away with the truth. No, they got to make that money. And two huge preachers that come to mind when I talk about this first being is Joel Olstein. And I know I, I I brought him into this and I'll bring more preachers into next week's episode, but I have two today and I brought him as the first one because I know most people know who he is and, um, his net worth is $100 million. Now, I don't fault anybody for making money. But if you've ever seen Joel Olstein, he just, it, it, it's something about him is just so phony to me. It's more of motivational speaking than anything. There's actually a lot of toxic positivity wrapped into these sermons. Um, He... I think his church is Lakewood. I think that's the name. Um but you know, he's all over TB and he's all over everything and they're in Houston, okay? And if y'all remember a few years ago, a big hurricane happened this man has a stadium as a church okay and he started getting heat because you know there were people with nowhere to go their homes were destroyed and everything and everybody was like why can't they come to Lakewood like Everybody was tweeting Lakewood Church, Joel Olstein, And so Joel himself, I believe, updated his Twitter and said, oh, we would le- we would let people in. But last I heard, like, um, our everything's flooded. Our parking lot is flooded. The doors to the to the uh, arena cannot be accessed. Like, come to find out that was a lie. And he tried to come back and I think blame his team. And eventually they opened the doors and let people in, but he had to basically be bullied on Twitter. I don't know why I just said Twitter like that. (laughs) He basically had to be bullied on Twitter to make that decision. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like they love you and they'll talk about that. Um, They'll talk about that offering a thousand times. So you'll give them money, baby, during the service. And then they snatch up money and run off. They don't give a shit about you. They don't. There's way too many people for er, involved for them to care. And like on top of that, like I said, they don't even get taxed like a normal person. So real life issues that affects people in their church. Does not affect them. Okay. They cannot relate. And I want to make this very clear. I don't think everybody in the church is bad, but I do think a lot of people are deconstructing from religion right now because the churches, for the most part, have turned bad and the good people are getting the hell out of there. Uh, just because it's it's no longer about God, it no longer serves Jesus. And next weekend, we're going to go over a few scriptures in the Bible to kind of back up my point. Um, The last preacher I wanted to talk about is a huge one that just became huge like a couple years ago. And his name is Stephen Furtick. He runs Elevation Church as few, uh, as well as Elevation has other campuses too. And as of 2022, he's not quite as rich as Joel Osteen, but his pockets aren't hurting either. Um, he is worth $55 million. And... Um, And again, how did he get all this money? Books from the, you know, like, and people from the church are buying it. The church, you know, everything sponsored from the church and his clothes, every sermon are like thousands of dollars from his head to his toes, um, from his jacket to his shoes. Um, And he barely, barely, preaches. He is another prosperity preacher. It's all about the money. It's all about accepting everyone to make that mighty dollar. Um, and very hypocritical. Hillman, his wife, Holly. Um, I think I spoke on this in another episode, but his son, who is only 16 years old and still under their roof, Elijah Furtick, just came out with like a trap rap song about money drugs sex um guns and it's like dude like this is laughable at best because you grew up rich you don't know what this life is about and then um Why are your parents okay with this? Like, you know, they have to be taken home to the studio and stuff. If my 15 or 16 year old tried to release something like that, there's no damn way in hell, I'd be like, wait till you're 18. But you're not doing it in this house. And I don't even run a church. Okay. And that's a problem with a lot of these churches is a lot of them, as far as I can see, don't have like a a group of or a board of elders or anything to knock them back in place. And beyond that, when Elijah was promoting this on Instagram, Holly Furtick Got um, under a post on Instagram, and you know, it's basically like I'm so proud of this project. What, ma'am? You are in a church trying to, you know, back your husband, and sometimes you even preach, and you all are preaching about the bad of this world, and it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be all about Jesus and peace, and you know, that's what the church and God and Jesus should be about and you're proud of a project that your son made promoting gun violence Are you kidding me? And before anybody pops off, I'm all for gun rights. Okay? Um I don't believe people's guns should be taken away, but I do think we have a big problem with gun violence in the streets and stuff like that and taking them away won't fix it. But at the same time, somebody's son or the son of a mega church should not be out promoting that stuff. Now, if Elijah was grown, Stephen really can't help that it's whatever. But beyond just Elijah, there are so many problems with elevation and the verdicts and their attitude on certain things. And You know, I I bring this up. I I wanted to, like I said, I want to go more in depth about this next week, but I, I did at least want to bring it up on this Easter weekend because if you are still, you know, going to church or, watching these um, sermons and stuff, and you really do believe in the Word of God, I urge you to look further into these people. And also, I urge you to support the right people, okay? Um, Know what you're giving your money to know and check yourself on whether you are serving your preacher, or are you serving God, because that is the big point. And then also, are you going in church with a huge smile on your face and worshiping Jesus for two hours, and then walking out and cussing out your waitress at lunch because y'all that happens all the time. It happens all all the time ask anybody that's ever worked in customer service whether it's been retail or a restaurant or whatever um I've worked in customer service and retail and some of the meanest people were some of the people I got after church on Sundays and you knew they came from church and they would cuss you out they would talk down to you and um, so yeah, check your heart, check your heart too. And remind yourself what all of this is even about anyways. Okay. Um, a lot of stuff that's playing out today is in the book of Revelations. And I firmly believe in that. And like I said, I know that I'm not the biggest like church go wherever and I have a mouth on me and, and stuff like that. But I also believe that Jesus judges based off of the heart. And one sin is not worse than the other sin. And I think that people often forget that too. And um, I I think God is really just asking everybody to check themselves and to wake up from you know, this trash media these days where these churches are being broadcasted, and they're not about him. They're about the fame. They're about the money. They're about the notoriety. It's it's not about the right thing. And, and so I, I found it fitting for Easter weekend just to bring it up because I'm not sure that too many people look into this. And trust and believe when I bring up some of the stuff that has been brought up about some of these, mega church preachers next week, y'all's jaws are going to hit the floor. And if they don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, I know you won't be shocked to know that these people do horrendous things behind the scene. I do know that. Uh, But what I'm saying is as a human with a heart, your jaw should still hit the floor. It's disgusting. And it needs to be stopped. And we need to be a society more of faith and not religion. Religion was used to control people by man. Faith is in your heart for Jesus. Okay. And that's the difference with me. I don't follow religion. I follow Jesus. And I also tell my kids that uh, because I, I don't believe in anything different. Okay. Um, I don't believe you have to sit in a church that you don't believe in every Sunday. In fact, in the Bible, Jesus just said church is where anybody comes together and connects with God. Okay, Um, so anyways, I didn't want to be too much of a downer. I did want to talk about everything today, but then I was like, oh shit, I didn't realize like last week that... Um, this week was Easter weekend because I've had so much going on. So I didn't want to get too dark today, but we are going to get to the nitty gritty next week on everything. I just wanted to kind of buckle y'all up and get y'all ready for the ride we're going to go down next week. Next week is going to be a super long episode, but y'all at least um, have like a little preface of what it's going to be on and you at least have some time to think about what I've said and to digest what I've said. And just remember this Easter weekend to have fun, treat others kindly, check your own heart, and just Love everybody and enjoy your time with your family or your friends if you don't have family that you go around. Um, and, you know, soak it up because every single day we wake up is a blessing. And sometimes I have to remind myself of that because I do struggle so hard with depression and anxiety. And like I said, I'm a single mother and I'm, you know, like there's so much that goes on in that world. And um, I have problems of my own outside of all of that other stuff too and so I know that life can get hard it can weigh on you and and it can be heavy um but we are put here for a reason and every single day that we wake up there's a reason why we wake up and that's another day to make things better and to try to have a better attitude about everything. And I am not in any way promoting suppressing your emotions, because sometimes you just got to wake up and cry or be angry or whatever, let those emotions out. But still be thankful that you're here. Um, But with all of that being said, I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing Easter. Peace, love, and happiness. I hope you are all staying happy, safe, and sober over this weekend. And we will talk again next Friday. And don't forget about the information and referral codes in the show notes below. I'll talk to y'all again very, very, very soon soon. (laughs) Bye guys.